What's a good shot tennis pro? Stick with me here. I'll tell you in a second. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, don't forget to sign up for our Twins of Miami live ball giveaway. We're going to announce the three lucky winners on November 20th, 2019. Just check the show notes or log on to BackhandCity.com to enter with your email address. Well, today's episode is called Good Shot Tennis Pros. And it reminded me of a story recently I was having with a tennis pro who was really burned out on tennis. And he's thinking of a career change. And one of the things that he highlighted is, I feel like when I'm on the court, all I do is really just feed balls and say, good shot. And I get it. He can get bored. Just doing something like that isn't very motivating for the student or the pro. So I started thinking about it. How do you teach tennis without a system? When you do, I think it leads to this type of apathy. It leads to apathy for the coach, and that's definitely going to translate to the player. Now, I was thinking, you know, I'm a big fan of systems and methodologies and models. And I was thinking, imagine, for instance, if you were going to McDonald's and there was no real way to order food. It might sound something like this. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you? Hi, um, can I try the ice cream? No, the ice cream machine is broken. Okay, uh, can I get a large Coke then? The soda machine is also broken. Uh, can I speak to the manager, please? The manager machine is broken too. So what am I supposed to get? Um, you could get out. Well, there's a solution. You can just get out. And I think that's kind of what happens with these tennis lessons that don't really have a system. Tennis students kind of reach a plateau. Nothing resonates with them. They just think, ah, this sport isn't for me. And in this case, the pros just had enough. He's ready to get out. Now, that's actually happened to me at McDonald's. I don't know about you. Maybe I visit McDonald's too much on late night splurges, but uh, for me, I'm about 50% conversion rate uh, when I go through the drive-thru uh, for their vanilla milkshake machine to be working. But the good news is it probably saves me a lot, of, a lot of calories. So what do you do from here? You're at this point of apathy. Now, it's easy if you're the student. You could just try another pro and move on. But what if you're the instructor? How do you kind of work through this, get through the apathy, and get back in touch with what made you really love tennis from the first place. And I think that's really my first tip, is really get down to what really made you passionate about the sport of tennis to begin with. And I think what you need to do is try to replicate that feeling in your coaching and your playing. And I've talked a lot about this in my 13 Commandments of a Tennis Coach. One of the most important commandments is one of the last ones where you need to get out and play tennis for yourself at least 20 minutes, three times a week. And I think that's a really good way to kind of feed your own spirit and get you excited about the sport of tennis. And you need to replicate whatever that passion is 
and put it right back in your teaching methods. And a lot of pros just go out there with that kind of good shot mentality. They don't really have a lesson plan. And the best thing you do when you don't have a lesson plan is start asking your students questions. What brought them to the court? Do they have any injuries? What are their goals? Do they have fitness goals? Do they have technical goals? Do they have match goals? Do certain point patterns come up that they're struggling with? And once you could start diving into this, it gives the lesson more meaning. And the other thing you need to really do is just continue to modify how you teach each individual because every student is different. Words, techniques, visual demonstrations that resonate with one student might not necessarily resonate with others. And the other thing you got to do as you're developing your system is you kind of keep doing iterations. It's not going to be perfect the first time. You're going to have to put it through the lab test. And that means you're going to have to try it out on different tennis students. You can even involve them on the collaboration of it, which will get them excited and it'll get you excited that you're both on the same path. And then once you do find this system, you've modified it, you've iterated it over and over, and you just start to need to repeat it over and over. Simplification of your lesson plan is huge in developing passion and results. I find sometimes students are trying to do too much with their pro, where they're working on too many aspects of their game throughout a one-hour lesson. My advice is to keep it simple and stay focused. And whatever you call this system, you can brand it. You can just make it your own. It could just be between you and the student. You don't have to go out and market it. But the thing you got to do is trust the process and use the system to help invigorate the passion of your student and yourself as a teaching pro. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get our daily notifications. And, of course, if you'd like to be a contestant and win a free live ball class with the Twins of Miami, check out the show notes or log on to BackhandCity.com. That's when push comes to show. Push.